0: Welcome to Household 6. We are two seasoned army spouses and virtual BFFs who want to encourage and empower you to leave your duty station better than you found it. We're your hosts, Margot and Kathleen, and we're so happy you're here. Today, how are you today, Margot? I'm good, good, a little stressed. Alex comes home and, you know, really fast, like within... Yay a week or so. So preparing for that and reintegration and everything, like obviously is very exciting, but you know, just the redeployment jitters, getting the house clean, getting life mm-hmm. back as a family unit. So yeah, yeah what's happening here. We've talked before about how
1: you, you can't understand until you have to understand how stressful the homecoming is. Because everybody's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, you must be so excited. And you're like, actually, I feel like I'm going to throw up and yeah, turn inside out and yeah. Like why, yeah. why is it so stressful? This is the person I've been married to for a decade.
0: Right. right. <laughs> but he's also not been here for months. So it's like, okay, now the thermostat has to go back to like, <laughs> where it's supposed to go. And I have to do laundry in the way that makes sense to both of us and not just me, because mm-hmm. I do laundry, like an absolute psychopath when he's gone. <laughs> and now I have to be like way more regimented with it, you know, not eating just like on my schedule my hours what I want to eat like we don't like the same vegetables it's just like random stuff but it's like obviously I cannot wait for him to be here like I have the entire weekend planned we're gonna stay home maybe order food but like we have so many things to watch oh like, yay you know neither one of us have seen the new season of Reacher we haven't seen Oppenheimer like there's so many things that we just you know so I'm very excited and very stressed <laughs>
1: that'll be a fun weekend But yeah, definitely the hardest part for me of reintegration is letting go of that total control of my environment Mm -hmm. and for my husband too, because usually on a deployment, especially those short ones, he'll, he'll just, he goes to work and then he works out and then he goes to sleep. Right. And so he is totally overwhelmed by like, you know, our daughter Uh and my preferences and
0: Uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be weird. We've had this conversation too, like a month ago, because my parents are living with us right now as they transition to move to Georgia. And, you know, he's in a position right now where he does have a lot of control, like also at work. And so now he's coming home to like, we're PCSing, we're selling our house. My, her, his in-laws are living with us. Like there's just a lot of things that he will have absolutely no control over. Plus, we have a neurodiverse child. <laughs> and so it's just. And you're going to pretty... have to
1: manage her reaction, her transitions, and help yeah. her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. And so your parents
1: weren't living with you before he left, right? They moved in while he's no, been gone.
0: They moved so in three weeks after he left.
1: That's a whole adjustment, too. Man.
0: Yeah. It'll be an adjustment for all of us because I'm sure in the evenings, like my mom and I watch The Amazing Grace every single night and when my husband gets back like I don't know that we'll do that every single night like him and I might like not even watch something but like yeah I just be busy doing something else or like with my daughter you know and so it's just going to be interesting like everyone's perspective of how it is is going to have to change and shift a little bit so yeah yeah
1: Parents have made these new routines while your husband's gone. And I was just talking to someone about several, like extremely close friends, people I would consider best friends who Mm -hmm. never met Brian, my husband, or (laughs) a couple times, or, you know, during the pandemic, I built such a tight relationship with my next door neighbor. She was family to me. But her husband was on an un- unaccompanied tour for a year. So then all of a sudden he shows up and I'm. it was mm-hmm. such a bizarre experience because I was like, I don't know this guy at all. And his wife is like my, my best friend. soulmate. She's, she's held me up through this pandemic. She, you know, right. like our kids are running back and forth between the houses and all of a sudden there's this man here. And yeah. it was just a trippy moment where I was like, oh, I didn't even think about how...
0: Yeah. that's I'll, true yeah yeah I don't know. some of my best like unless our husbands work together like if I know you just from the gym or spouses club or the park like I don't know your husband mm-hmm. and so that is really weird like you show up to someone's house and they're like your best seat like even you and I like you've never met Alex yeah and I've only met Brian for like a hot second and it's not like I was really talking to him a lot And so you're like, that's the other thing is when I do,
1: the other thing is when I do meet the husbands, I'm like, oh, I don't care about you. You're always gone. And (laughs) I try, I try not to be like that, but I'll, I keep catching myself accidentally, just introducing myself to the spouses and not even like saying Mm -hmm. like, hi, I'm Kathleen to the soldiers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're, you're busy. And I think part of that is because, because the soldiers don't have a lot of time at home a lot of the military spouse socialization that goes on is during the work day or yeah. So
0: even at events like hell and farewell or unit events, like I, I think the green suitors usually always like stick together. Like, I guess Mm -hmm. they just have that friendship already from work and stuff. So they kind of just like are together. And in my case, like it's always like the spouses are just kind of like left there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, you have to talk to them like, you know, I mean, obviously you want to, and you want to make friends, but yeah. Yeah. I always hate that. I'm always like, when we see someone new, I'm like, if you leave me, like even for <laughs> two seconds, we're gonna have to have like a talk in the car afterwards, because like, that's not okay. I can't hear I have one working here. I had online crowded situations. And he's like, I'm gonna a drink and then like goes, and wanders off for 30 minutes. And he's like, oh, like, I got to talking or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: the that's the worst. I, I always feel satisfied when I get to the point where I know enough people where it doesn't matter if Brian leaves me. Because I right. have people and to then, talk to. you know, you
0: PCS six months later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Like, if he left me now, I'd just, like, frolic around and be like, ah, you know, just go find all my people. But I know... feel like I know most everybody that I would see at events here at Fort Stewart um but you know that's rapidly coming to an end so we're getting ready to go to Maryland and again I'm gonna be like don't you dare leave me Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say to people he's like just say hi and I'm like yeah what do I say after that And he's like it should come to you like naturally and I'm like oh but it doesn't (laughs) I don't know what to say
1: yeah. But this is the perfect lead-in. Our main topic that we want to talk about today is the the uniqueness of military spouse friendships and mm-hmm. some of the challenges, some of the pitfalls, some of the benefits. And I think huge, huge benefit is that we don't have quite the same rules as they do in the real world where it takes a long time to make a friend. I mean, yeah. you've got to see each other a lot. You've got to form mm-hmm. a connection. And I really do feel I always tell people I feel like a lot of military spouse events are like when you get to college and you go to it's freshman orientation and so everybody's like looking for a friend and Mm. and open to new people and excited to be there and when you when you're in one of those crowds it feels so good and it's so easy to make friends because then it's literally like oh my gosh we we have something in common I know your name what's your phone number let's get lunch yeah and I love those moments so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, wow, you're talking about that. And have you seen all those TikToks that are like people complaining that in America we don't have third spaces? Yes, that yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have like between work and home, there's no like other communal place that doesn't cost a ton of money. And mm-hmm. people are always like, that's why Americans love college so much and are so nostalgic for college because you, you know, you're all there on campus, you eat there, you work there, you live there, like you do your activities there. And when you were saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, like post is a third place. A third
1: space. Absolutely. And especially at Polk, because we didn't have a lot of stuff off post, if there was an MWR event, everybody would be there. Right. So you could just show up because now if I'm going to an MWR event, I'm planning, I'm asking my neighbor if she wants to ride with me or something Mm because I need a buddy. But at Polk, I would just know that everybody's going to be there. So I could just show up and hang out with whoever I saw first yeah. And we also had this little uh, golf course restaurant, which a lot of the posts have, but this had like restaurant and bar, and they were open late at night. And so that was another place where on a Friday night you could just go hang out at the forge or hang out at the bowling alley, and there'd be somebody there hanging out. And yeah, it was really that. That was the special thing about Polk. Like we didn't have much, but what we did have right. was uh, a cool community.
0: Yeah. Wow. I. I mean, I already love army life but that this epiphany has made me love it even more that like which I don't live on post and I so miss that community but we are living on post when we move and I'm so excited for that to just Mm -hmm. be in this same life situation as my neighbors and be you know having the same work or the same groceries just everything being right there Wow, that's exciting but at the same time I'm talking
1: about like the joy of these easy connections. Mm-hmm. I've also been in a bunch of situations where I'm like, what is the vibe here? Why <laughs> is it so uncomfortable? I like no one's talking to me. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I should be here. Mm-hmm. Um, or something that happened to me a lot before I had a kid was two moms mm-hmm. would make a play date in front of me. Right. And and now in retrospect, I realized like, oh, they just assumed that I didn't want to come because they're going to the playground. But I, I need friends and I came here to make friends and I thought we were hitting it off and now I feel rejected by you. Right. So that's, that's where I'm, I'm always like, you know, my friends without kids, I'm like, do you want to come to the playground and get Starbucks with us? And they're like, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. When I was pregnant in Hawaii, I had three friends and they all had three-year-olds. And I just had magnolia in my belly, (laughs) but like, they were like, do you want to come? And they would, I went to like the botanical garden and the zoo and all these places. And I mean, I would just walk around and talk to them, but they never made me feel different or like an outcast. Mm -hmm. And they would just always be like, we're so excited for you. Like you're going to have a little one soon. And like, I love that they did that. And I, like what you're saying, it's made me realize that people, it doesn't matter. Like people just want friends. Like, I was so excited. They just want to be included. included. Uh Yeah. Because
1: so one of my friends in Rhode Island, she came to Naval War College as a civilian contractor. So she already was in a different category. And then her son is a lot older and all of us had little kids. And so, like, the one day I I was like, hey, you really don't have to come because it's like 45 minutes away, but I'm having a birthday party for Esther at this, like, Mm -hmm. Playroom, and she was like, "Thank you so much for including me because I just want to hang out with the the rest of the neighbors. Everybody else is going to be there, Um, right?" And so she came, and it was so nice of her to come, and uh, yeah, had a great time. But I I also think it's important that if you're in one of those situations, because I would leave those conversations where the play date was set up feeling so wounded and so Mm -hmm. rejected. Where now I would just say, "Oh, can I come?" Yeah, and they would say, "Yeah," (laughs) right. So. I, I say yeah. if you feel like people are leaving you out, assume obliviousness before
0: right. you assume Or because... Social awkwardness. Like yeah. uh, so many times I feel like people probably have thought that I was a snob or didn't say anything or just like weird. And it's literally I either one, I truly can't hear what's going on in like communal situations. Oh yeah. But two, I don't know what to say. And so like I'm desperately wishing that like I had a friend and I had someone to talk to and but it's like I don't know what to say and so mm-hmm. I just kind of sit there and so now I do try to put myself out there and if two people are being I'd be like oh like my kids in school but like can I come like I'll meet you there but even now making myself do that is it's like a a practice of like Margot like they don't hate your guts. Like they're not going to be upset if you insert yourself, just like say, Hey, I would want to come too. Yeah. Because they can always make plans later without you. Right. You know, (laughs) it's not like you've
1: (laughs) crashed it, their plans forever. So
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I, I think there's a tendency to assume like, Oh, someone will tell me what they want so, so mm-hmm. you're thinking you're having a conversation and you're thinking, yeah, this person who's sitting right here next to us, she'll just chime in if she wanted to be involved, and but she didn't say anything. So she doesn't want right. to.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and especially when you're dealing with some kind of category of difference, whether that's being a parent, not being a parent, having kids of different ages, mm-hmm. but especially talking to, we've talked about this before on the podcast where, you know, I meet, the the really young new spouses and I'm like oh well she probably wouldn't want to hang out with me because I'm just like an old mom yeah nah. and then <laughs> then I look at the older spouse you know who's uh maybe closer to my mom's age and her kids right. are grown up and I'm like oh I don't want to bother her I'm sure she's so busy like she doesn't want to hang right. out with me and mm-hmm. and, I, yeah. and and I have to work really hard actively work against those ways of thinking because mm-hmm. I'm like well how would I feel if either of those people asked me out to lunch I would be thrilled mm-hmm. um, and it would be really fun and so that's I I am really big on just being like hey can we do lunch and 99% of the time mm-hmm. people are thrilled
0: yeah I know. I I really struggle with that too. I'm like they don't want to talk to me. I'm a loser. I'm so mm-hmm. old to them. Like whatever. or you know, again, I'm like why would they want to hang out with me? They have cooler friends who are older and Well, wiser. and then at those
1: at those lunch dates I've set up, I've I've had people say things like, "Oh, I'm really glad you asked me. Like I didn't want to bother you cuz I just know you're so busy." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "See, we're all thinking those same kinds of
0: things." Right. Right. Or I've shown up to like some spouse clubs, sub clubs lately. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my God, like, I'm so glad you're here. Like you never come like, you know, we love this. Thank you for coming. And I'm like, oh, I thought you guys just like didn't even care. And like didn't like me. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like all the stuff I've right. Like made up in my head. And I'm like, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. Go out and give people
1: the opportunity to like you.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, you know, stay home if you want, because I know we're talking about friendships, but yeah, I love to stay home.
1: <laughs> well, like talking about those rooms you walk into where you're like, "Ooh, the vibe is off." Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's okay. we Can stay home. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Um, so, what do you do if you if you are in one of those situations where it feels like I don't know, maybe there's a click or nobody. Right, really reaching yeah. out?
0: Yeah, a different post have been have had like really different vibes for some reason I think I've said this before on the podcast but Hawaii was really hard to make friends and I don't know if that was just my own mental headspace but I just couldn't find people to connect with there for like nine months and then other places I have found a BFF within you know a couple of weeks and we're like attached at the hip and so I think if I do like in Hawaii the vibe was just weird like I keep I kept showing up and kept going and then somehow there was like a shift in like the people that were in the room or something or just who I was around or maybe there was a shift within me but something just fell into place so really I just kept showing up and was like there has to be somebody on this island that I can be friends with like (laughs) I refuse to believe that there's no one here that I could have a relationship with so I would say, really awkward. yeah,
1: I, I will say most of the time when I really look at it and I'm like, why am I feeling left out? Why do I feel like mm-hmm. I don't have friends? And I'm like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing differently than mm-hmm. I did at the place where I had a lot of friends? And usually it's like, oh, a very clear difference in behavior. Like mm-hmm. in El Paso, I had the most friends I've ever had in my life, but I literally would set up I would just randomly make a Facebook invite and be like, brunch at my house on Thursday. Kids, <laughs> kids, welcome. And, you know, everybody yeah. brings something. And like 40 people would come. And yeah. like, that's, that's unhinged behavior.
0: But it got <laughs> me a lot of friends. That's so fun though.
1: It was so yeah. fun. And I, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'd had this, this moment. I can't even remember where we were living, where I was like, why don't I have friends like I did in El Paso? And I was like, oh, cause I, I am not throwing random holiday brunch <laughs> On a weekday.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too. And it's like, sometimes you're in the mental headspace to do that. And sometimes you're not like, I had a book Mm -hmm. club every week in Hawaii and it was so fun to bring everyone together and everybody kind of knew each other, but like it was through me. So it was cool to see other people's like form relationships outside of our unit or from where I previously had known them. But then I moved to Fort Benning and tried to have a book club and like, wow, crash and burn. Mm -hmm. and I just wasn't you know in it I guess Mm -hmm. I wasn't I didn't have enough bandwidth to like emotionally or mentally to like put into a lot of new friendships but the people I did make friendships there it was super intense and so I bet I think you know her Her name's Lindsay we met like one time at like a barbecue and then decided to drive to Disney World together (laughs) yeah and like (laughs) I hadn't ever talked to her for more than like 30 minutes. And we were That's like, amazing. oh, we should put our three kids, like my daughter and her two daughters, in her van and we'll drive there together. And then the guys after work can drive there together. But like we want to get there early. And so we did. And we had like it was like obviously a four-hour drive. No, it was six hours from wow. Six hours in this car with someone I'd only met once and there was no awkward silence. We talked the entire time. Like, we stopped at Chick-fil-A. It was, like, it was great. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, see, and, okay, those are the stories I love. And a great example of, I'm always telling people, I feel like military spouse friendships, they burn hot and bright. They're, yes, it can be a really instant intensity
0: mm-hmm. that you're not
1: going to experience most other places. Right. And I, I think that's also where some of the perception of dr- drama comes from Uh because you end up in these really close intimate relationships with people you don't actually know very well and Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe you would not have gotten so close to them in a different context
0: right you don't have a lot of time to like feel someone out Mm -hmm. yeah right I yeah I've had some friendships and they also like you're talking about burning bright and fast they also can burn out which is Mm -hmm. super depressing but two of my very best army wife friends are no longer even my facebook friends yeah and (laughs) i don't like i didn't delete them so they had to have deleted me and i'm just like dude we like i i saw you every day for months Mm -hmm. like you were my best friend and now we're not even Facebook friends and so I think you know obviously seasons of life can change I don't know so one of them may not be with their spouse any longer so I understand like severing military ties like I totally get all of that and obviously I have no ill will towards them or anything but it's just interesting how like sometimes you have like they burn bright and quick and everything and they still do so like my friend Alyssa I haven't talked to her very much at all but I'm getting ready to PCS where she is and I know it's going to be like we never were separated from one another Mm -hmm. but then somebody else it's like oh you you deleted me on Facebook and like I'll just awkwardly smile and wave if I ever see you Mm (laughs) so
1: yeah that is the the strange and wonderful thing is that you know I have friends all over the world now who at one point were my person who I would have called at 3 a.m. If I had an emergency, you know, mm-hmm. we spent every day together. Um, Maybe we walked yeah. with our baby strollers together for just hours while mm-hmm. our husbands were at work and I knew their whole life story. And so we just had this intense sisterhood where we really relied on each other. And now maybe we talk once a year, maybe right. like, yeah. And, and I've, I've heard people be really upset and hurt by that I think Mm -hmm. in our community it's normal and natural and understandable like right there when you're not next door to someone it's really you can't maintain the same level of intense connection um
0: and especially as you go on like you're as the years go on, there's no way that you could do that with that many people. Like if you're still besties with somebody from like your first duty station, and you've only been to one duty station, but like we've been to six now. And so I, the intensity and level of friendship, just the level of communication, I could, there's not enough time in the day right, (laughs) to, to, you know, be a mother, be a wife, do all this stuff, talk to my parents, my family, and all these other people. Like it's, I barely have enough time to talk to the people who are actually surrounding me, um, which I'm sure that's the same for everybody. And so I, I I communicate with a lot of them the same way that I communicate with you. We just send like memes back and forth, or we Mm -hmm. see something funny and we're like, this reminded me of you or a memory. will pop up on Facebook and it's like, Oh, I miss you. But yeah, it's just like on pause. Is how it feels. Yes. It's not different. It's just pause.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I choose to just celebrate the time we had together. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, all those people, even if I haven't talked to you in a couple of years, I, I still am like, oh yeah, she's one of my best friends.
0: Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> right. I know. There's probably a lot of people who like maybe think I'm like an acquaintance, but in my head, they're my best friend.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Or if like, we knew a mutual person to be like, oh my God, they're my best friend at mm-hmm. wherever. And they're probably like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she's never met so- you. One of,
1: probably one of the best compliments I've ever gotten was from our mutual friend, Ashley. Um, And she was like, you know what I love about you? You make everybody feel like they're your best friend. And I kind of, I kind of like looked at her and like blinked for a second because I was like, but they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do do a really good job about that. But you make people feel seen and heard. And you're just friendly and include everyone.
1: So problem with that, though, is one of my friends at Polk told me she had a conversation with another mutual friend where she was like, oh, man, like Kathleen hasn't invited me to hang out in a long time. Like, I just haven't seen her. I don't know if I did something. And the friend was like. Oh, no, when you're in crisis, she's there for you. But she's probably on to her next project now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I had gotten this friend hooked up with, you know, her coffee cat job and some other friends. And so I was like, oh, she's
0: good. So yeah, right. she'll hit me you know, up maybe. if she needs that me. work here is done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Now that you say that, I feel like I kind of do that too. Like, especially younger army spouses, I'm like hot and heavy. And I'm like, let's get you like dialed in and what do you want to do do you want to volunteer you not like what like what's going on like let me help you get all this stuff and then once you're kind of good and you're not calling me the questions or you know you kind of stepped into your own then I'm just like okay well I like have a lot of stuff I actually have to do (laughs) so can't like talk right now yeah but it wasn't it wasn't that
1: conversation that I even realized somebody might perceive my lack of reaching out as rejection right because I definitely was like oh she's settled now so she's busy yeah and... right mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so again I'm like when you feel rejected ass- assume that the other person is just oblivious and living their life and if you can yeah. tell yourself that you can save a lot of hurt because I have made up a lot of stories mm-hmm. in my head and then found out that it's just just in my head I was right. not actually rejected I just mm-hmm. felt like it
0: Right, and people also don't want to like impose or anything. So, like, oh, well, I didn't think that you know, it's like they were having a party, and it's like I live forty five minutes from person. They're like, well, I didn't think you'd want to drive, and I didn't want to put that pressure on you, the expectation. And I'm like, I'm comfortable enough to say no, and I want to be included. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you invite me? Yeah, Sorry, I hope that's not loud.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, and that's where I I always invite people if I think to invite them and wa- want them to say no if they want to say no and mm-hmm. man living on post was so good for me maturity wise because I had to get the bravery to to just say like no thanks I don't want to right now right because I've felt so obligated that if someone could see my car in the driveway they know I'm not doing anything they know my my schedule intimately like so they know that I'm awake (laughs) it's not nap time I usually (laughs) eat lunch later and they're like do you want to come to the playground which is right here so it's not even out of your way like right I I felt like if I didn't have an excuse right I have to say yes Mm -hmm. and finally I realized like I can't do that because sometimes I just want to sit in my house right They my pajamas don't want to yeah
0: yeah And that's fine. It has nothing to do with like the person, the friend, the relationship. It's just like, sometimes I just need to sit or like, I need to just like be alone in my thoughts or, and not in like some sad way. It's just like, I just need like time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, the new, this is random. The new season of Bridgerton comes out in May and I, by then I'll be at my new house and I should have my stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to sit on my couch and I'm going to watch Bridgerton, and no one bothered me. Even you, Alex, even though you've just gotten home a few months ago.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I told him that
0: today on the phone. I was like, I need some time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I really do always take advantage
1: of the time after a move where things get really quiet. Yeah. Um. Because I've had people ask me like, oh, how do you do so much? And I'm like, Oh, because I'm I'm sprinting. I'm uh-huh. gonna move in six months and then I'm gonna crash and not do anything for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then <laughs> then I'll be all plugged in again. I'm not signing up for things for the long haul. I'm not maintaining right. this pace forever. So yeah, yeah, somebody asked me the other day, like, oh, what are you where are you volunteering at at Liberty? And I had to say I'm not volunteering anywhere yet because I haven't haven't wanted to get that involved again yet.
0: Right. So. You're still on your break period. I know. Oh, I'm so looking yeah. forward to my break period. <laughs>
1: yeah. But then yeah. it's already been, I've already been here eight months. Cause somebody said, oh, so you've been there almost a year. And I was like, no, no, no. Like six months. And they were like, mm,
0: no. Eight. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You'll get there. You don't want to rush it. No. Unnatural. Yeah. 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 So we were talking about maintaining friends and we are saying we send memes or Facebook posts mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. What else do you do?
1: Man, that's probably the main one, especially. So my friend Kelly. Hey, Kelly, if you're listening, we probably only hung out in real life. uh, I mean, a handful of times, like we went to the Mm -hmm. same workout class, but to like schedule something together Mm -hmm. just a few times. And but since like 2015, we've been talking daily and I'm using air quotes by sending memes back and forth because we had the same kind of humor.
0: And so like
1: every, any app that I open, I will normally Mm -hmm. have a message from Kelly. Like (laughs) it's going to be Instagram (laughs) or TikTok or Facebook or whatever. Like I know she's going to be there. And I have a couple other friends like that where it's just like half Mm -hmm. of my feed is stuff I want to send to them. And so I just, Mm -hmm. I probably annoy some people sending stuff, Yeah, but I, I love getting stuff from my
0: friends. I do too. Like I've. Just PSA to everyone. I'm never annoyed by memes or by random oh, yeah. messages that are like, yeah. this made we think of you. Like, even if I think the meme is dumb, like, I don't care. Like, sending memes are a love language, and I appreciate it yeah. so much. Or
1: yeah. sometimes it'll be somebody who I don't know very well, and they're like, hey, sorry if this is creepy, but I thought you would think this is funny. And I'm like, I do
0: think it's funny. Thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how our entire friendship started. Right. Like, yeah. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but
1: other things I do, I, I do try to chat with people on the phone every once in a while because sometimes mm-hmm. it just feels so good to make that verbal connection again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: FaceTime is fun too, but sometimes I I get a little overwhelmed by video chat. I'm right. still a little bit elderly about that, mm-hmm. but it can be. I, I went through a phase where I just was like, I'm just gonna cold call people because you know I hate <laughs> the background like nobody wants to answer their phone for like for no reason right. anymore. But also I hate the back and forth of like, when can you do a phone date? Okay. Next week. Right. I might not be in the mood to talk then. Okay.
0: I'm in the mood to talk right
1: now. I'm feeling (laughs) chatty. Don't call me tomorrow. Like, um, so it was funny though, because a lot of people, this was several years ago that I went through this phase. So if I'm not calling you right now, everybody don't worry. But I would call people and they'd answer and be like, are you okay? (laughs) Is everything all right? Right. And I'm like, yeah, just call to say, Hey. And they're like, okay, well, it's 10 PM on a Thursday, like who- or day. day. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I do like getting cold calls from people because again, like you're saying, like I, I'm not good about scheduling them. Like something is always going to come up. Like Magnolia might be, you know, needing my attention. I, I don't know. And so if you just if you bring me, I can me, choose
1: to answer or not in the moment. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And then I'm like, Oh, she was thinking about me. I'll need to text her back or call her when I can. But I have a friend who called like cold calls people, but FaceTime the film. Yeah. And it old. is. Yeah. And so <laughs> she's done it a couple of times. And I've, that first time I answered because we were like working on some projects together and doing spouses club stuff. And I was like, oh, she must like need to show me something. And she was just like chilling in her bed and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, what are you doing? It's like 30 on a Friday. And she's like, I was just wondering if you'd answer. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, now what? <laughs> and so we talked for a little bit and she said it a couple other times. And sometimes I answer and sometimes I'm like, no. Like, I either, like, I don't want, like, like you were saying, like, maybe it's like, you know, we're being boomers about it. But if I don't feel put together, like if I'm in just like my pajamas and like I like no makeup, my hair is crazy. I don't want to just
1: stare at my potato face while no. I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> no,
0: like it's so distracting. Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't want to do that. So like, if you just want to like talk, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, have to, no. I have to be
1: pretty good friends with someone to just answer a uh, FaceTime. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I feel like I'm getting. I'm getting more used to video chat. Yeah, it's because sometimes I am like, yeah, I want to see their facial expressions and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, that has to be like I would rather you spring it on me than be like, oh, we're gonna Facetime on Monday, and then I'm like you know the neurodiversity thing kicks in and I'm like oh my god I can't do anything until then mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, just I have to wait by the phone I can't make other plans like it's just so overwhelming for some reason
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but what's funny is obviously the only communication I have with my husband right now is video chat and I'm which I mean he's my husband but like I don't I do have to like my potato face sometimes with him and I'm like ew but it's like, are we going to get ready every day to FaceTime? That seems crazy. No, absolutely not. <laughs> We're married. It's <That's laughs> way too much work. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's Yeah. So I
1: also love sending Christmas cards. I didn't get one out this year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I love sending and receiving them. And it it's cool, especially when they're coming from my military friends and they're all over the world. Mm-hmm. And... That's the other funny thing is I have a lot of people who I love, adore. I'd be like, yeah, she's one of my best friends. I don't know where she lives. I cannot tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I have to ask for her address. I'm like, what time zone are you in? And she's like, same one as you. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I never have sent Christmas cards every year. I'm like, this is the year I'm going to have it together. They're going out. And then it just doesn't happen. And I'm like, "Oh, well, okay, like i I don't know what it is. I can't I can't get it together.
1: Yeah. this year, I insisted that I was gonna send one, and Brian kept being like, "Are you really? Are you really? Are you really? And then I didn't. So
0: <laughs> yeah, Magnolia's first Christmas, I made them, and then never sent them, and that's as far as I've ever gotten. Yeah, so. So, oh well, But I do love receiving them, especially from military people, because mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of other people do this too, but I have noticed that military families always give like a synopsis of their year on the back of Christmas. Because holiday. usually
1: it's like, we moved again. Right. And had another kid since last time you've seen us. Like,
0: But like civilians don't do that. Like no. sometimes they're like, oh, we had a baby or whatever, but it's normally just like Merry Christmas from the so-and-sos. Because most and of like the people they're sending them to. I have right. seen them. Right. But I've loved getting military ones because it's like we moved across the country and so and so got awarded this and I'm doing that. And I'm like, wow. Like it's so fun to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what about trying to maintain connections with the civilian friends you've made, you know, the people you have to leave behind? Because yeah. I think where my military friends, I think most most people are on the same page as us where they really yeah. understand like, yeah, we had this this level of friendship and it's still that in our mind, even if we're not talking that often,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if you're far away. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I would say really the only, I've never had, I don't think, a civilian like BFF at a duty station. Like normally yeah. I have, I'm like surrounded by military people. Um, I would say here because I don't live on post and so my sister lives here in the community. Like I know a lot more civilians than normal. So it'll be interesting moving forward. I would say I mostly just keep up with them on like Facebook. But that's how like Magnolia's old therapists or teachers or people like that who I've just gotten close to, they're just following us through Facebook. And we, you know, they'll comment when it's our birthday or something like that. And, but otherwise I'm not really keeping contact with civilians unless it's like my hometown friends.
1: Yeah, so same where I feel like I could never delete Facebook because that's like main connection with so many yeah. people in my mm-hmm. life. Um and I love keeping up with them. But I have had a couple of places where I've been really invested in a community outside of the military like when I was mm-hmm. in grad school at Auburn. Oh yeah. Um so I I have friends who are still there 10 years later, which is like makes my brain explode thinking about how they just they've just kept living the same like what are you you doing (laughs) like they have the same doctor 10 years later like wow I'm so jealous but but so a lot of times I'll try to connect with those people like on road trips so
0: yeah
1: or like during a PCS when we're moving one of I I have some old professors who will grab lunch with me and some friends who I try to crash with anytime I'm going to be nearby. Mm -hmm. And same with I have I made friends in the dinner theater I worked at in Rhode Island. And that is
0: so cool. We have to have an episode about that because I don't know enough about it. And I know everyone mm -hmm. else will be curious.
1: It was super fun. I really wanted to take advantage of the year we had in Rhode Island because my husband was just in school. And mm-hmm. so he was gonna be able to pick my daughter up from school for the first time ever. Yeah and I was I was like, I have to do something that is just fun, just for me. Yeah. It, Cause I I would never have a background up- in theater. I did I did musical theater in high school and college. I was a music gotcha. minor.
0: I didn't know that. hmm Wow.
1: So I love that stuff, but I haven't done any theater as an adult because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it either we were moving or mm-hmm. childcare would just be too hard to manage or mm-hmm. da, 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 da. so I was really glad that I did that and got made really close friends with Olivia who worked there too. And so she and I talk on the phone and keep in touch that way. And that's been really mm-hmm. cool. But, but again, it's, it's funny to, to be able to call her and hear about like all the same things still happening.
0: Right. You know, cause yeah.
1: that's not an experience I have with my other friends. Like, you're right. Cause if I'm, yeah. if I'm calling a military friend, it's like, where do you live now? And then where does that do you do with your live? life? Right.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's like, if you have a group of four friends, you're all four going to live somewhere different mm-hmm. in three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know now, we talked about, go ahead.
1: I was going to say another kind of awkward experience though I've had with making civilian friends is I do find that sometimes, like if I have a job off post or something, or with my photography clients i tend to assume that we're closer friends than we are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm making a silly face if you're not watching the video because i will do the military thing where i'm like oh we had a we had a fun conversation we're friends now yeah and when mm-hmm. people have lived in one place for 10 15 30 years they aren't considering every fun conversation a new friend they have right. their friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I try to be self-aware right. about that mm-hmm. and not shut right. myself off to meeting new people, but mm-hmm. also not feel rejected when right a conversation is just a right. conversation.
0: And so our like roles from earlier when we're like, oh, it's not you, like are, you know, it's probably them. You're not actually rejected. Well, mm-hmm. that we're only really talking about military friendships. Like we're not speaking about civilian friendships. Maybe you are being rejected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because again, like they might have their own thing and if they've been there for 15 years and then you just show up it's like that's 15 years of history that within that friend group that you don't have and so maybe you won't be invited to every cookout or birthday party or whatever because you're not part of they the have group. a
1: crew and, right and people who have never been the new kid right they're again they're oblivious they're they are do not even notice that you're right because they've never mm-hmm. had that experience Mm -hmm. And they're not looking around thinking like, oh, no, she's sitting by herself. They're just sitting with their regular people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can think back to like high school, college, or even like thinking about my friends. Now, if I was like back in Kentucky and we were hanging out and like someone was alone or someone was new, like, I don't know that it would dawn on me to like include someone or Mm -hmm. whatever, because to me, it's like, I'm. We're reminiscing we're having a reunion like we're catching up it's not the time to invite other people in like Mm -hmm. it's my time to reconnect with you and then sometimes I leave those situations and I'm like well that wasn't cool like moving forward there's room for other people too like maybe I should have invited more people or I should have it's it's just an interesting line to walk because these people back home like your civilian friends are also making their own friendships and like if you had three best friends so like my two best friends from college are now sister-in-laws and they're together all the time and so they're obviously have their whole own relationship and life and you know and it's just interesting because they're still progressing but like our relationship isn't moving forward a lot because it's just pause like I said so oh Oh, that's
1: that's a really good point and that's hard to hard to come to terms with sometimes
0: Mm -hmm. but i mean i you can you know it's nice because this friendship is paused so you can just unpause it like they came down to savannah a couple weeks ago and we had the best time but then it's like i put them both on the airplane and off they went and then here i was again and i'm like okay push pause again Mm -hmm. so yeah that's
1: i felt jealous there was one particular year it wasn't even the year that my husband would have gone to ile but it felt like all of my friends were in Kansas together. And yeah. like all these people that I knew from different places were mm-hmm. hanging out together. And I was like, Yeah,
0: you guys are I hanging out without me. me. I should be there. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. That is rough when you see like your military friends get together and you're like, Oh, don't forget me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm so happy for them. That's great. They're awesome. Right. But like, I,
0: I was say. your friend first.
1: Right. Yeah. Don't forget me. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to hit? What else, What other challenges are there? Mm-hmm. Benefits? Lessons?
0: Lessons? Don't. We've said this before, and I literally will say it every day. Don't delete military friends off Facebook. unless yes. oh. They are just the absolute <sighs> worst person to ever like, walk the earth. And you like, if you saw them again, you would want zero contact with them. But like, because the people fine, you delete
1: will be the ones who are at your next yes, new station again. Don't I don't understand
0: how many times this has happened to me, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "What? Is, like, am I off putting? Like, what's going on?" And I just figured out that someone <laughs> else probably Fort Stewart deleted me, and I'm like, "What?" But the first couple times we moved, I would be like,
1: oh, "Okay, I'll never see these people again." Like, because we just talked because our will. husbands were in the yeah. same unit.
0: No, uh-huh. yeah, definitely will. You definitely will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you'll know someone who knows someone, but like, yeah, so many times. Yeah. And we, we talked about this too, but just because you might know someone in duty station and they're just an acquaintance or you've met them once, but you're not friends. And then you'll see them 10 years later and they're your best friend. Mm -hmm. That happens to me a lot too.
1: Mm -hmm. Because there's something about, I mean, even if I just talked to somebody a couple of times at the duty station, 10 years Mm -hmm. ago well now we've been Facebook friends for 10 years yeah so we feel like we know each other a lot better right Um, and then just having some shared history when when you're walking into a room and you know no one seeing Mm -hmm. a familiar face is so important and valuable and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah so you and also sometimes that like next door neighbor who you live left loved with for three years (laughs) you know maybe they live across town at your new duty station and you get together every once in a while like it's
0: just not yeah the dynamic is not going to be the same I think it's really hard to recreate the same dynamic from one duty station to another you're at different points in your life different locations like I'm just said I'm getting ready to be with one of my best friends from Hawaii again when we moved to Maryland but at when we first became friends neither of us had kids she has three I have one now where I'm gonna live on post she's not gonna live on post she works full time so like we're not just going to be out lollygagging, going to the beach, you know, getting lunch, doing whatever we want all day. Mm -hmm. Like the times we see each other are going to have to be a lot more planned and structured and, you know, it won't be so spontaneous. So looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm excited. So I guess all the things we're
1: saying come down to like, we have a unique experience. There's a lot that's amazing about it. But I think an important key to enjoying the ride is accepting
0: mm-hmm.
1: how unusual the circumstances are and mm-hmm. how these military friendships, they're not going to look the same as the friends that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. In some ways, they might be better mm-hmm. and in some ways they might be worse. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: acceptance is key to not getting your feelings hurt.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm that it's not personal uh, yes and like I was saying about the the
1: drama thing I I had talked a situation through with my therapist at one point where I somebody had really hurt my feelings and Mm -hmm. then finally she was like but like would this person be in your inner circle Mm -hmm. if if you weren't moving in six months Mm -hmm. like it and that was a mind-blowing moment for me because I was like my knee jerk was like I know I love her we're best friends but right. I was like oh yeah it's that it's that hot bright dwarf star intensity that like yeah it it's not sustainable forever with everyone
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. which is good and bad because sometimes they do need to fade away and fade out and the, like I in the military I feel like we have very distinct seasons of life like more so than maybe a civilian because we have such distinct ways to categorize change mm-hmm. and sometimes friendships are good for a season and then you grow apart or you and you've grown separately or you're just not the same people you were 10 years ago and like that's totally fine and it's no love lost or mm-hmm. anything like that it's just if it, it was there for reason and a purpose and it served its purpose and now you just are different Mm
1: -hmm. not bad even at even at the same duty station like without a move your circumstances Mm -hmm. can change so radically like if your spouse deploys
0: Mm -hmm. or
1: because i i've had friends where like when our spouses are gone we spend so much more time together and then Mm -hmm. i have friends where i assume that's going to happen and they're like no, I'm kind of too stressed out. Like I need the alone time after the kids go to bed or I need to go visit my parents or. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how I am. I thought my life was going to be like, so friend heavy and friend driven this year. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do all this stuff. And then it was like, I I couldn't at the end of the day, like Mm -hmm. once I got everything I had to do done, I didn't have time or energy or whatever it was to like, be making brunch dates or let's hang out. And a lot of my friends here work. So, you know, it's interesting. And again, it's like, I, in my head, I'm like, they're my best friend, (laughs) but I just, you know, can't see them all the time.
1: Well, it's important to acknowledge. It takes a lot of emotional energy to just have your spouse not be home. Mm -hmm. Even if you're able to talk to them a lot, even if you're confident that they're in a safe place, managing Mm -hmm. a partnered household by yourself is Mm -hmm. very hard and Mm -hmm. then and it's like the little
0: reminders get you all the time like every time I brush my teeth I I'm the kind of person who just like crunches the toothpaste Mm -hmm. for it to come out and Alex hates that but he always like brushes before you know right before me or something so Mm -hmm. he has fixed the toothpaste so it's like (laughs) you know
1: so every time you get to the toothpaste it's not
0: right it's so right so the toothpaste is great for me and then for him it's like crushed again and he like has to fix it but he's been gone and so now every time I pick the toothpaste it's crunched and I'm like ew where's my you know what I mean so every time I repeat that I'm like man I miss Alex like it's like a depressing wave and then every Tuesday when I have to my trash (laughs) out I'm like Alex I guess again I mean it's like oh yeah I don't want to do the The chore, but also Mm -hmm. he's gone. He's missing. This this is not right, you know. And so when you have those little things over and over, like yeah, it's I don't have time or I don't have the energy to just like chit chat. I I just need to like be sad or read a book or you know watch a show and kind of dissociate (laughs) for a minute. And that's why. That's
1: why I like staying in the military community. When Brian leaves, mm-hmm. I I went back home, quote unquote, mm-hmm. during his first deployment because we had just gotten married. So I didn't have any connections at Fort Drum. And that was the best choice to make at that time. But I mm-hmm. have I say a lot. I realized the value of just being around people who understand like all the things that you're yeah. describing where you don't mm-hmm. have to explain that means a lot.
0: Right. And I do have to explain that a lot to my parents and like some days I'm just like sitting in my bed and I'm reading, but like they're at my house and my mom's working and my dad's like doing stuff. And so I don't want to just be like in the living room or Mm -hmm. like out because I don't want to be like interrupting what they're doing or whatever. So I'm like, oh, if I just like sit in my bed and I can work on my computer or I can read a book or I can do whatever. And the other day, my dad, I had the door open and my dad had walked by like three times and he finally came in there and he was like, do you have a fever? And I was like, what? I was like, do I look like I have a fever? And he's like, no, but. Like, you must be ill. You've taken to your bed. He's like, this is the third time today I've walked by and you've been in your bed. And I'm like, so? (laughs) Like, what does that matter? I'm like, life is weird right now. Like, my husband is gone and I'm living with my parents and. Well, I guess they're living with me, but you get what I mean. Like everything is just not the way that it like should be or has been for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, obviously I have to do the things, you know, I get my chores done. I get my volunteer stuff done. I do my work, but like, otherwise like, it's so weird. Even if Mm -hmm. I would just be home alone or it's like, I can't do my normal things because there's other people in the house. It just feels weird. And so, yeah, my parents probably think that I'm depressed because I'm just always chilling in my bed, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I need that time. Yeah. I mean, and it's so hard to articulate to people who are
1: like, oh, are you so sad? And sometimes yes, but sometimes no, like not in the same way that my mm-hmm. mom misses my dad if he's gone for a few days you know because mm-hmm. that's such an unusual thing for them mm. so right. again just hard to oh articulate my gosh. do
0: you watch snl yeah did you watch this last like this past weekend with dakota johnson no I haven't seen that yet there is a sketch where this girl's like I'm gonna be on shark tank and they're like why it's just like, because I made this shirt and the shirt's like I'm totally okay I promise I'm fine but don't ask me if I'm fine because I'll start crying
1: Yeah, <laughs> and they were like <laughs>
0: yeah and they were like that's stupid that's not gonna make it on shark tank whatever and so the girl who's saying it's stupid they're all like are you okay and she's like, "Yes, what is wrong with you? Like stop asking me that." And they keep asking her and then she breaks down. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's how I like that shirt." Gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the perfect deployment shirt. Yep. Yeah. I'm fine, but like don't don't, don't push any button.
0: <laughs> right. You have to yeah. leave me here in my bubble to read alone <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Again, right now even me just thinking about it, I just keep saying, "Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah." Cuz I'm just like, <laughs> Push it through.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're going to make it. You're almost done. (laughs) Yeah. That's a conversation that I keep having repeatedly with friends is like, oh, now we're all getting older and we're realizing that, you know, I've been married 13 years now. And I thought, oh, this will get so much easier. And it doesn't. In some Mm -hmm. ways, it's harder because mm-hmm. I, now I go into things thinking I know exactly what to expect. And there's always something mm-hmm. that surprises me. There's always something different, different mm-hmm. challenge. Like I talked to a friend at, who was at Polk for the second time and they had chosen to go back there because they loved it so much, but she's like, but I'm here. And everything that I was looking forward to is not here. Think, right. The, the schedule is different. The the club is different. The da, da, da And it was, it was very surprising. Right. And I keep having that it, that experience where I think like oh well my husband's leaving but he won't be gone that long it'll be no big deal Mm -hmm. but it's in a different context so different challenges right
0: Mm -hmm. I know I always like I'm home like I'm homesick for Hawaii but I don't just want to go back to Hawaii like I'm homesick for Hawaii Hawaii 2017 Mm -hmm. you know it's like you can't even if we go back there it's not going to be the same
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah yeah I have
1: some friends who are in El Paso right now and they they think it's okay. They don't love it. They're ready to leave. And I think, how could they possibly not think it's the greatest place on earth? Right. Uh, but yeah, same. I, if I went back now, I wouldn't have my book club and my brunch right. girlies and mm-hmm. my Bible study and my da-da-da mm-hmm. and my walking partner.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Where Alex is still artillery, like we'll probably have to go to Fort Sill sooner or later. And he's like, I don't know why you don't want to go back. Like you absolutely loved it. And I'm like, okay, you were in triple C. So you're in career course. So your schedule was so chill. We had just gotten married. We were newlyweds. Like hardly anybody had kids. So we just like had parties all the time on the weekend. Like it was such a No stress, only fun. Right. Like, and the only thing I did every day is go to the gym and do Zumba. And like, so I was just like dancing and hanging out with my friends all day. And so I'm like, of course I was having fun. That yeah. wasn't real life. That was like a little six month fun experiment we did. But now mm-hmm. my gym that had Zumba is closed down, a bunch of the restaurants we love don't exist anymore. He would have probably a high stress job. Like, you know, I'm like, it's, we'd have to live on posts where we lived off of before. So I'm like, dude, no, mm-hmm. it's not. I didn't love Fort Sill. I loved that little time. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to be at Fort So <laughs> And at the same time, there
1: are places I know that I would love better if we went back because mm-hmm. life was stressful. Like Brian was at Fort Drum when we first got married and did a 12-month deployment out of there. So it was like, I, I was just there for a few months before and a few months after the deployment. And so I was so sad before and then so stressed about moving after. And it was his mm-hmm. first time being a the tune leader. Like that's so stressful. Bless their hearts. Um, <laughs> So, and I didn't know how to dress for winter and now Mm -hmm. I do. So now if we went back to Fort Drum, I would have a completely different, much more pleasant experience, I'm
0: sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I think about that about Hawaii because I did love it, but man, I was so mentally unwell. So I'm like, let me go Mm -hmm. there when I'm on so loft imagine how much fun I would have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Margo, I've really enjoyed this conversation because um, we've talked about friendships before, but in the context of like how we make friends, mm-hmm. how strategies to meet people. And it was good today to have a conversation just acknowledging the unique relationships that we have mm-hmm. with our military spouse friends and mm-hmm. talking through how hard that is and how rewarding that is has been really satisfying. So mm-hmm. I hope that our listeners uh, join our Facebook group for sure. And, you know, let us know some of your experiences, send us some memes, some people to connect with (laughs) in your community.
0: So until next time, you can find us at household6podcast.com, on Instagram at household6podcast, and on Facebook, you can join our group, Small Army, the Household 6 Podcast community.
1: Like we always say, leave your duty station better than you found it. Household 6 is signing off.
0: Bye!